You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Inspirational and uplifting. Uh, Mike, that's you and I. We're going to have our own show uh, and, and a regular, I don't know how that works. I have to talk. Mark could help us out with that, the executive director. We could have our own show inspirational and uplifting i don't know which one are you, which one you're you're uplifting uh, i am uh, i'm both i can you're i can both. i can fill in both father i'm with you I, I can fill in you just call on me no it's great monday morning energy is it's it, it, i have it it's great it's been a great show uh i i love being on the show on air with you mike it's it's a wonderful opportunity to evangelize and as we said, the topics are spread, and this one is no different. Uh, listeners, I-, I want you to stay still. You know, if, if you're driving, park someplace, tune into the short segment. We got about 20, 25 minutes um, with Mr. Mike Burkhard. Mike, good morning. Good morning. Uh, please, thank you for your time. I know you're a very busy man, um, guiding many souls uh, by way of, of uh, professional counseling. Can you speak to us a little bit, Mike, about what you do and, and who you help? And then we'll go on um, and set the stage for our listeners. Talk to us about yourself, Mike. Uh, what do you do and, and where you come from? Sure. I'm uh, the uh, president and CEO of my own mental health clinic here in Minot. I work primarily with adults, 18 to 65, who suffer from mood disorders like clinical depression and anxiety disorders. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Licensed clinical social worker. Now, 18 to 65, uh, Mike, you had to have seen the impact, and and that's why we bring you on. You you had to have seen the impact of the pandemic of COVID-19 since March, really, uh, between shutdowns, lockdowns, isolation, quarantining. I know far more than I want to as a school administrator about this new world. But before we get to that, uh, Mike, talk to us about how you, as a Catholic, uh, I, I know it's a delicate line, but I'm so appreciative of you. I, I brought you into Trinity to talk to our teachers. Um, but if you could give to us just an accurate understanding of the human person and when we say mental, emotional health, we're going to use that working phrase for the next half hour. What does that mean in your world, mental and emotional health? Well, if I can sum it up as briefly as possible, I would say good mental health, good emotional health, comes down to how well you manage stress in your life. People who are good managers of emotional stress are typically in pretty good mental and physical health. You can't just be in good mental health without mental health affecting your physiology, the rest of the organs of your body. And people who do not manage stress well often are going to eventually struggle with physical health issues because the two are tied together, the brain and the rest of the organs. Mike, yeah, and I know that in your life too. You uh, you're, you give that advice to uh, you live it, and you give that advice that the mental and emotional health has to be united because we are, that's a very Catholic idea, that we're united body and soul. That's what makes us a human person, body and soul. Absolutely. So without negotiation, without compromise, our mental and emotional health must be aligned and united strictly to our physical health. 
Do, is that news to a lot of people you work with? And do you see that often that they, they might maybe divorce the two or say, hey, I can be you know healthy emotionally but not physically and vice versa? Well, let me put it to you this way. Please. Whenever we perceive something as stressful and when emotions then therefore are triggered, the brain triggers what is called the stress response, or you might be familiar with it as fight or flight. So we have fight or flight acute, which is short-term beneficial to the brain and the organs of the body, and fight or flight chronic, which is detrimental to the brain and the other organs of the body. I'll give you a good scenario that you might be, you and your listeners might understand. Uh, There's a great book by a Dr. Robert Sapolsky. He's a primatologist. He wrote a book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. So just imagine, if you would, Father, you have a zebra out on the plains of the Serengeti calmly eating grass. Unbeknown to him, there's a lion stalking him. Suddenly, the zebra senses picked up that the lion is stalking him. Immediately, his senses become very acute. His heart rate goes up, respiratory rate goes up. His Adrenaline starts flowing through his body, and now he is ready to fight or flee. Well, zebras aren't going to fight a lion. The lion attacks. The zebra takes off. And because of all that adrenaline and his heart racing, his brain functioning so well, respiratory, very acute, adrenaline flowing through his body, his digestive organs slow way down. That blood is rerouted to the organs that are needed in fighting or fleeing. Mm-hmm. And then he actually outruns the lion. He looks back and sees the lion has quit. And what happens is the zebra stops running and goes back to eating grass as if nothing happened. The stress response goes away immediately. Now, that's how it works more in, in primates, but it doesn't work that way in humans because we as humans sometimes, when that stressor doesn't quite go away. So we continue to worry. We continue to be anxious. We continue to be fearful. Well, our body remains in fight-or-flight mode. And now it becomes chronic. The brain can't handle chronic stress. It'll eventually throw off your brain chemistry, making it difficult to concentrate, to remember. You'll end up with racing thoughts. Other neurotransmitters go out of balance. And typically, people eventually will go into what is called unipolar depression, the most common mental illness in America today. And if you remain in chronic stress, blood pressure stays up, adrenaline keeps flowing, digestion remains suppressed, so it can lead to all kinds of digestive problems such as ulcers, acid reflux, irritable bowel, Muscles stay constricted. That will lead to chronic muscle aches, tension headaches. And if you have a genetic history, they can trigger migraine headaches. A lot of people channel their anxiety to their back of their head and neck and shoulder muscles. So they are often in pain because these poor muscles never get a chance to heal or repair, which can lead to disorders like fibromyalgia or chronic muscle fatigue. Mike, it it amazes me. 
it, it, I'm sorry to bother, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mike. It, oh, it, go ahead. It amazes me that I mean, you, you right there, you know, in his answer, uh, Mike Kudrowski, if you heard that from from Mike Burkhardt, that the union there of body and soul of how all these emotional triggers lead to serious physical effects, and 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 to that point, uh, Mike Burkhardt, to, to your point. As we as we're well into our way, six seven months into the pandemic, uh, of COVID nineteen, um, have you seen that increase? It's funny because there's this there's a little bit of a incongruency, right? So we we were forced to slow down physically, um, and perhaps that spiked emotions um, or mental preoccupations. In the past six months, Mike, have you seen that in your work as? Um, in your work as counselor? Yes, I have. But we're more fortunate in North Dakota compared to other states like uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, California, where there's been more intensive lockdowns. Um, But still, there's been a lot of restrictions in the routine that people had in their lives prior to COVID-19. Now there's a lot more... Uh, isolating in place. So it's like we're all stressed up with no place to go. And that can take its toll, as I just outlined earlier in our conversation. Do, do you think... Um... And actually, you, you know what the four major stressors are in our, in our country today for this year? Please share. You, sure. The future of our government, which we have a big election coming up here next month. Finances employment, and health. All are impacted in contributing to the stress for so many people. And then again, it comes down to those who aren't managing that well are going to likely be at greater risk for other health problems. And we've seen what has happened with COVID-19. Hospitals are limiting, have limited what type of cases they can act, they'll actually treat, giving uh, COVID-19 patients a greater priority. So the, the stress can exacerbate other medical conditions. And then if there's access problems to the hospital, well, you can see where that's going to not bode well for the person who doesn't have COVID-19 but has other health problems. Mike, we're, Mike, we're going we're gonna to go back to that. I'm going to take a little bit of a break here. But as you mentioned, the future of our government, finances, employment and health. I kind of want to end that last one, uh, the health, and how you're making this connection for our listeners in a, in, a, in a really effective way, and I appreciate that. You're a good teacher on, on, on air, that it's stress really is where this starts. So I kind of want to go after that, is, is these things aren't going to go away. And so it sounds like if, I can under, if I'm understanding you correctly, Mike, that you're trying to teach, you're trying to guide, you're trying to counsel people to negotiate, handle, live, experience that in a healthy way uh, rather than just simply getting rid of it. Is that correct? That's correct. It's not getting rid of stress. The goal isn't to eliminate stress. We need stress. Our body needs stress. So there's, there's, there's positive stress and distress, negative stress. Positive stress we want. Um, and the negative stress is what eventually will cause the damage the organs of the body. So I teach my clients how to become better managers of stress in their life. So the goal is to manage stress at the acute short-term stage 
and prevent it from becoming chronic. And because I deal in the the realm of psychology, I typically am working with people who have underlying insecurity that they don't even recognize. My job is to show them how they're insecure, how to fix it, and then the goal is to become a better manager of stress, then they don't need people like me. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go to break here, Mike. I like that. I want to go after that, managing stress. I think that's so relevant, and I think our listeners are going to eat that up. We're going to go after that like a lion goes after a zebra, although this time the lion gets the zebra. Mike, I appreciate that metaphor, that example. We're going to go after that, managing stress from Mike Burkhardt. Uh, listeners, and please, Mike, stay on the line. And to our listeners, uh, wherever you are, stay in place. After this break, we'll be back with Mike Burkhard, uh, clinical counselor and social worker in Minot. He'll offer us his insight on managing that stress because we can't get rid of it. We'll be back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. So, uh, seven years ago, my wife and I and four of our kids, um, one, well, five of our kids, one was still inside uh, Mama at the time, we felt something was missing in our, in our faith life, in our, in our church where we were, and we went through a period of kind of being in the wilderness. Over that period of searching, God led us to, uh, to St. Mary's, and we began a journey of conversion, uh, went through RCIA here at the Cathedral Parish, and uh, there was no turning back once, once we went down that road. And, and I, I tell lots of people that what, if you are a devout Christian and you begin this process with an open mind to learn what the Catholic Church has to say about herself, uh, it will be hard to resist her. And, uh, and we found that to be the case, and we have been thrilled and exuberant Catholics ever since. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. A few, minute, few minutes remain, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, October 12th. I'm your host, Father Craig Holcalter, Principal, Trinity Junior High, and High School, which is the site and the live studio for this morning's show, along with Mike Kidrowski. We are speaking with Mike Burkhardt, who does a lot, of course, uh, he's a he's a licensed social worker, and he offers his counsel uh, in a clinical setting to his clients. 
Uh, Mike, you gave us a lot of good insights and you made this, this connection between our mental and emotional health must be united to our physical health. I'm going to go after that a little bit. But then I want to talk about, you know, as much as you can say in your line of work, what do you offer people? What are some ABCs, some one, two, threes of managing stress and distinguishing that from getting rid of it? Because that's not going to happen. We're going to have it until the day we die and afterward. <laughs> but uh, talk to us, Mike Burkhardt, about the management of stress in our lives. What are some things we can do? Well, the, the first thing that that needs to occur in working with the client is is to find out what they are stressed by. What do they perceive as stressful, and then to determine whether their perception is is healthy, is realistic. If the perception is unrealistic, then the stress will will continue because you can't fight stress with uh, dysfunctional beliefs and. Uh, distorted perception. So much of therapy is discerning what is functional from dysfunctional and how the client is what he is thinking and believing. So if he has accurate perceptions, the stress is likely to remain more acute. He's going to work through it. But if they're dysfunctional perceptions, like uh, I'm a bad person, Mm. Uh, people hate me, uh, God doesn't love me anymore for what I've done, etc., etc. These are dysfunctional beliefs that just lead to rumination, triggering the stress response, and the premature aging and all the health and psychological problems that go with it. Mike, is is that uh, faith has to come up in your in your work? And I know as you as a faithful man, as a faithful Catholic, you bring that in the perspective of of the authentic vision of the human person and living your Catholic faith. And of course, that has to be you know one of the ABCs of uh, I'm going to get to them. But you know, between making sure that our bodies are are healthy, uh, but also our souls, you know, that we're living outside of ourselves and depending upon our Lord. Is that surface? Is it, do you find that as, you know, as uh, like you said, their, their perspective is, is ill or off, that God doesn't love them, you know, God's absent, their faith is weakening? Two things, Father, that I think present the greatest stress to, to everyone I've ever worked with in my career. Two major dysfunctional beliefs. Mm-hmm. One, most people don't understand their own worth. They don't understand that They have a soul made by God in his image and likeness, unique to them, and therefore God is in us, therefore God always loves us. That is very different from our personality and therefore our behavior. So God always loves us, but doesn't necessarily love our behavior any more than we love our children, but we don't necessarily like their behavior. The dysfunctional belief is, because I did something bad, I'm a bad person. And what do you do with things that that you don't value? You don't treat well. You don't take care of. You neglect. You abuse. And so that just exacerbates or makes worse that person's uh, uh, amount of stress they're going to have in their life. And the other is most people don't seem to understand free will Hmm. uh, given to Adam and Eve by God that was passed on from them to all of us, that through free will, through our perceptions and our naturally occurring emotions, we decide what we like and don't like and how we're going to respond to them. Therefore, if you understand free will, you really can't make someone think or feel. All you can do is influence someone to think and feel. They can't make you think or feel, 
we think or feel based upon our perception and naturally occurring emotions. But if I think someone's responsible for my negative feelings, then I'm going to expect them to come and fix it. Not going to happen. And if I take responsibility for the negative feelings of others, I'm likely going to sacrifice my own values, my own terms, to rescue them from their feelings because I think I made them feel that way. So most people don't really understand free will as it's meant to be understood. So I teach people to separate themselves as a person, always being priceless, made in the image and likeness of God, separate from their behavior. And when they do that, it's easier said than done, because this is learned in childhood to hate thyself when you hate your behavior or hate your enemy when you hate their behavior. And it's taught in childhood. It's modeled in our culture to want to blame other people for how we feel and vice versa. It seems like that is absolutely fundamental, um, Mike. The, f- the fundamental premise here is, uh, and I bet you spend a lot of time in your work with your clients and continually teaching and encouraging and inspiring a healthy acknowledge of thyself, a healthy self-knowledge of who they are, making that distinction between behavior and personhood, that they are a person, a son or daughter of God, created in his own image and likeness and loved by him, and then making sure that their freedom is correctly understood so it can be correctly lived. Uh, and so I'm going to say that again. Healthy, healthy knowledge of self and a right knowledge of self and a right and healthy knowledge. And a, and a healthy knowledge of, I'm cutting out, I'm, I apologize for that, Mike Burkhardt, a healthy knowledge right. of freedom and living out of that freedom. Uh, going back, though, uh, Mike, as you said about, um, if you could just, before we go to, to end here, uh, what are some of your, as we move into deeper into this pandemic, what are some of your, your lasting thoughts on uh, making sure that our, our people do understand who they are? And then this this union of body and soul. Do you have lasting pieces of insight for people? Because we're so isolated now, we're so quarantined, and all North Dakota is an exception. It's still happening. You know, we got tons of kids that are learning through a screen half days, uh, half parts of the week. Uh, how do we make sure that we're getting out of ourselves because we're made for union, we're made for community? Uh, two, one, taking care of yourself spiritually. So I'm, I'm, I'm very big on encouraging my clients to follow their doctrine and That's pray. Wonderful. Follow That's wonderful. The, follow the original covenant um, that God made with Adam and Eve that Jesus reiterated thousands of years later when he says, And I tell you, ask and you shall receive, seeking Amen. you will find, knock and the door will be opened. Uh, all the, and that's in Luke 11, 5-13, which is really reminds us of the covenant God made with Adam and Eve. Your job is to ask. My job is to give. You don't ask, you don't get. And then the other is taking care of ourselves physiologically. Uh, sleep is essential. Getting uh, Studies have shown that seven and a half to eight hours of sleep is, is essential for the average human being. Exercise does such wonderful things in brain chemistry restoration and positive social interaction. These also have been shown to prevent the early onset of dementia, which I found really interesting. And, and I want to quote um, Philippians 4. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, 
present your request to God. So even Jesus is saying here in Philippians, don't be anxious. Give your anxiety to God. Mike, that is a great way to end. I'm, I, I want to continue on, but I appreciate your insight, your wisdom, and encouraging mental and emotional health with our listeners. Appreciate your time today. I do know um, you do both of those very well. You live by example. You model the behavior, as we'd say, in a school system. Uh, you, you know, for our listeners, this guy might, might he might take me in the gym. He might take me on the bench press, but I think I still might have you on squats, Mike. We may have to have that competition and fundraise some money because I know you're a pretty fit guy. Uh, and and, and we, we, could, we could show our listeners how important the union of body and soul is. Mike, you have a great Monday, and thanks a lot for your time. You're welcome, Father. Thanks for calling, and uh, I'm up to a competition with you in squats anytime. Excellent. Have a day. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Listeners, we, uh, we got some mic troubles here. Uh, I appreciate Mike and all of our guests today. But for tomorrow, as we end today's show and look for tomorrow, Eli, to you in studio, what does tomorrow's forecast hold? Absolutely. Thanks, Father. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father Sean Haggerty and Heather Carroll, coming to you from St. Lambert's Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They'll talk with Catherine Cassidy and Tony Tibbetts about introducing Scripture to youth. Then Andrew Bartell will tell us why we should be generous. And Father Randall Kazel of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis will talk about what the church means about social, or what the church teaches, sorry, about socialism. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Mike Kudrowski, that was a great show. Oh, it was a wonderful show, Father Craig. Thank you very much for bringing your talents and gifts to Real Presence Radio. Thank you for the invitation to come to your school to set up our studios and broadcast. Uh, get to see some of your good-looking students. Yes, they're, look, they're looking good on a, on a Monday morning. It's a pleasure. You're always welcome at Trinity Junior High School to broadcast a show. Um, I do make it known, though, if Mike Burkhardt's still on air and all those Minot fans, that if we want to place some money, that I can squat more and heavier than he can. If that can be part of the live drive in the spring, wonderful. Listeners, you have a blessed day. You know God loves you, and you're never alone. Thanks for tuning in. Real Presence Live. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.